today on The Breakdown. We got six players left in the $100,000 buy-in World Series of Poker. Are we calling this a high roller? I'm calling this a high roller event. Huge names on the table, including Dan Agranu. Kurganov, how do you pronounce Kurganov's first name? Igor. Igor Kurganov. I always want to say Igor because of Young Frankenstein. Uh, Other players who are well-known also but do not currently come to mind because those are the two players who are going to be involved in this hand. That's right. It's Negreanu versus Kurganov. Two of the best. Two of the guys who aren't afraid of the money. Two of them. Two people who have, you know, pretty attractive, significant others. Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Took a bit of a weird turn there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You got a little, a little weird. Uh, just, just a, I mean, how weird? I know you got a little horny on the podcast, <laughs> you know? Just acknowledging that, you know. What? They both outkick their coverage a little bit. Oh, they're very, they're very successful people. Yeah. So? <laughs> that, that, that tends to happen. Well, congratulations. Daniel definitely outkicked his coverage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so there's six remaining. This was one of the bigger 100Ks in history, probably. 99 entries. Mm. Uh, usually, 100Ks probably get something like 40 to 50 entries, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's the World Series of Poker, yes. where all of the world comes to play. You know? That's what they say about it. Yeah, so 15 people got paid in this thing. Uh, we're down to six, as is the case usually in tournaments. The real money is way up top. $2.7 million for first. And we're still... At like a pittance compared to that. I don't know the exact number, but it's lower than that. Oh, the amount of money that's currently yeah, for sixth place. I can tell you. Don't worry about it. I got okay. it all in front of me, buddy. They've all locked up $458,000, which is sounds good. But remember, they paid hundred k to play. Yeah. It's four and a half buy-ins, but also still pretty good. Yeah. And, but first is 2.7 million. Yeah. 2.8 actually. These guys are guys who are really going to understand that going for first is worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, I so, mean, listen, listen to who's left. Dominic, Dominic Nitschke, Brandon Adams, Kurganov, Nick Shulman, Daniel Grano, and Keith Tilson. Tilston. That, like, five of those names are really well-known big-time yeah. guys, right? And then there's Keith Tilston, who I think has had a pretty good year also. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Shulman was bankrolled for 100Ks. I was unaware of that. But apparently, apparently he, is. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good for him. Yes. Yeah. He might not have a job on Poker Go anymore. It's possible he doesn't. Yeah. Just because... Let's talk about Some, that for a second. That's so okay. stupid. Like what? some somebody didn't care. Scott asked, like, what should you be trying to learn by watching the no, main event? Or no, no. Someone you, on Twitter okay. said tweeted to him about how he should be because Nick had said um, on the on the broadcast that you know don't don't like use this as a way to learn. Because, you know, don't use the play at the main event as a way to learn. And someone then tweeted something like, you know, you should be not saying that the procedure of the main event. And then Nick really didn't like that and had hmm. a strong comeback to that guy and it got out there a little bit. And then at the, the, that same morning when he had responded to that guy a little in a salty way, he also found out that he wasn't on the schedule to do any more, any of the main event commentary. Now this is according to him. It's possible that was decided post this with the prestige thing. You know, we don't, we don't really know exactly how it really played out. Of course, he's claiming that those two things actually aren't related, 
Um, and that his saltiness was sort of like his, his feelings were a little bit hurt about not doing the commentary anymore as well as this. But he said he, he's good with Poker Go and he's good with ESPN. But, of course, he would say that either way. Yeah, he so has we don't to say really that. Know. He has to try to keep the job. Yeah, yeah. At the same point, Nick Schumann will always have a job commentating if he wants one at this point. Like, he's universally seen as pretty much the best color guy out there, right? I mean, yeah. It's just too bad that we're not getting him for the final table or anything now because he would do better commentary than there is. That's fine. But Jamie Kerstetter is doing perfectly well. Yeah. Like, I got no problem with her. Like, I like her better than Antonio. She's doing fine. But Nick Schulman's better. He's a good commentator. Okay. But, like, so we have number two instead of number one. I can live with that. It used to be way worse than it is now. Like, someone who actually knows what's going on. It's nice. (laughs) I'll take it. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, but... And the question is, will he be on? The, I, th- I think they're going to bring him back. Like, there's, it's a big outcry. But it is interesting to see G- Jamie Kerstetter getting this job because Antonio's had it for so long. Yeah. And it, I think we all assumed it was going to be Antonio or Nick Schulman this time. I assumed it was going to be Antonio because it's mm-hmm. always Antonio. But somehow it's not. Yeah. So Antonio didn't get this job either. Jamie Kerstetter got it. It's a huge deal for her, I think, to be getting this. Like, yeah. this opens up so many opportunities for her. As especially Norman Chad and Lon McCarran age out of this job, she is... I mean, all these guys are young enough to, like, move into it. Um, Antonio and Nick, I mean, they're all big-time players and all, but I got to think, like, she's the one who's probably the most available. She's playing, like, lower stakes than those guys anyway. You know, she still obviously plays all the big stuff, but she's not playing 100Ks and stuff like that. Uh, This has got to be an incredible career opportunity for her. It's really exciting. Yeah. Good for her. I don't know how we got on that. You you said, let's talk about this. Okay. Because I said Nick Schulman was at the table. If there is an actual correlation between that and him getting booted, that's really kind of dumb. Yeah, no, that's incredibly stupid, and they shouldn't be doing it. But it does kind of seem like that may be the case. Oh, well. Anyway, this hand featuring Igor Kurganov. Igor. I just always want to say Igor. It's dumb. And Prague. Yeah, and Prague. That's right. (laughs) Instead of Prague. Um, So Igor Kurganov and Daniel Negreanu will be involved. It was suggested by Alan Villa on Mm -hmm. Twitter. I believe this is the first time that Alan's gotten one through. Congratulations. You believe? So you don't know. I don't know. That's correct. Where does Alan Villa stand in the <laughs> we, you know the what? firmament gotta, of... Is he an all-star? We got we to gotta give him some time to develop. Is he a Hall develop. of Famer? We got to give him some time to develop. These snot-nosed kids coming in. Get on the bench, Alan Villa. <laughs> okay. Alan Villa is on the bench, but he's we're bringing him in for one pinch hit here. Okay. You know what? It's your first thing. You got it through. Nice job. Let's get to it. All right. 300K big blind. Uh, so... 300k big blind ante as well, because of course we're doing big blind ante. Always. Igor Kurganov is in the cutoff. We are six handed. He's got jack eight of clubs, and he's got 12.35 million in front of him. He opens to 650k. It's not much to say about nope, that. Nothing to Pretty say. Pretty standard. The thing that there is something to say about is Negrano here. Mm-hmm. He is in the small blind. He's got 10 million. So like 33 blinds. How many does Kurganov have again? Sorry. 12.35. Okay. So 40 ish. 41. Negrano's got 33. And Negrano's got ace, jack, offsuit. Ace of spades, jack of diamonds in the small blind with 10 million in front of him. What do you want to do? I always want to three bet this. It wouldn't occur to me to call this because hand. Because it's out of position and it doesn't flop that well? It's out of position. It doesn't flop that well. I, I think we make more money just by raising right now. We get a lot of folds. Do we three bet fold? Yeah. We're not calling off with ace, jack. Yeah. If, he's, wants to, if he wants to take 34 blinds in, congratulations. Like... um. I just don't know why we wouldn't be three betting this hand. This is a nice hand. To do. And let, actually, you know, we can three bet Kalinov if Kurganov is uh, like four betting at all. Yeah. Like I three bet um, Ace Jack off actually in the small blind a week and a half ago in a tournament. I think it was at Aria. Um, 
where I was laid against a competent opener in this in the big blind, and we were 35 blinds effective. And I was like, I am not folding this hand to this guy. Like this hand is too good. I'm going with this hand if he if he four bets all in. But I thought he might be four betting light sometimes. Well, obviously, or else he wouldn't have that thought. Yeah, process. if I thought he was gonna be super tight, I would definitely. But I was I was 100 going with it. All right. So what size are you making it as Negreanu then over the 650? Um, 2500. 2500. So okay, 650k. So 2.5 million. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So then Negreanu is gonna have seven and a half back, and if Igor calls, there's gonna be like six million in the pot. Yeah, it's a shit show if we get called. Yeah. Of course. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're almost a, never going to get flatted, though. Like, once in a blue moon, we're going to get flatted. It's, he's not going to flat that often with the stack size that we have. He's going to usually move interfold, move us interfold, right? Should we explore calling, though? Sure. Oh, because absolutely. of the awkward stack size? Sure. Like, this hand is likely to be the best hand, and we feel confident in our post-flop abilities as Daniel Negreanu, and we're going to be, like, weirdly... I don't know if we're going to be underrepped or what, but, you know, ace-high boards are going to be boards that Kurganov feels obligated to continue on, I think. And... I mean, I think there's some benefits. I mean, it. he's going to feel obligated to continue once, but what happens on the turn? Yeah. By True. the way, if he does continue on the turn, how good are we going to feel about our hand anyway? Well, I mean, like, we get Just, more value overall, I think, by flatting uh, versus three-betting because, like, we're never getting more than just Kurganov 650 if we three bet as a positive result, right? Unless he calls and we flop really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, or he calls and we bluff him or we, yeah. we C-bet and we win. I mean, yeah. Um, but I think he's rarely calling. No, we get the we get the six fifty plus the money that's already in there. Yeah. Um, I think there's more value in doing that because most of the time yeah. we're going to lose by flatting against eh. Kurganov in the small blind. I think we just lose a lot. I don't know if most of the time. I guess most. I think most definitely of the time. Like way more than half the time. Sixty percent of the time. Yeah. Maybe. Don't you think? Yeah. It's also like I don't know. It's it's such an awkward hand with this stack specifically because it it has value, right? But uh huh. It has no value against a four bet shove. Right. It's just like I mean, turning it into a That's bluff. just true for a lot of hands. You have to three yeah. bet and four bet and stuff like where you're like, this is a really good hand that as soon as I put in chips with it, it loses all its value except as a bluff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we've talked about that before, like with ace queen, sometimes you have to like three bet and four bet ace queen in certain spots where like it just sucks, but you just have to do it and you're doing it and you're like, you kind of know that the max you can get really is if everyone folds. So it's like the best case scenario, even though you have a, what feels like a strong hand, right. it actually isn't strong against anyone who's deciding to five bet unless they are bananas. Right. Um, but sometimes you just have to do that because there's no other better way to play the hand. Like it's not that, Playing ace jack this way is awesome. It's just that they all suck, and I think this one is marginally better than flatting. Do you think also Negreanu, we're letting in we're letting in the big blind a lot when we call, which sucks too. Yeah. Do you think Negreanu should have a flatting range in the small blind with this stack? That's a very interesting question. We're talking about this because he does ultimately flat right, right. with ace jack. I mean, what would what would be in the flatting range if it, if we threw this hand out of the flatting range? It would be like suited connector type hands. With 33 blinds out of position? I don't know, man. Like 9-10 suited? Okay. Jack-10 suited, 9-10 yeah. suited. King-queen off. Queen-jack suited. I just feel like I'd rather 3-bet all these hands than... I, I don't know if he should have a flatting range here. Well. He does. He does. What do you think? I kind of like having more of a flatting range in the small blind. Yeah, you're the, into that these yeah. days. But... To be fair, that's when I'm playing against players who aren't that good. And all, I mean, like World Series events, but there's like a lot of bad players in World of Series events. Of course there are. Um, but 
I mean, let's like, say if I feel like I'm a top three player at the table, I like having a fighting range in the small bind with a stack like this. But let's more. say it this way: you're a top three player at the table, but Kurganov is at your table and he just opened the cutoff. You have got Ace Jack in the small blind with 33 blinds. Are you flatting? No. Okay, that's what I want to be clear. No, I'm not. Good. But I'm flatting against Joe Schmo a lot. Sure, that feels different. Yeah, that feels different. In some ways, Ace Jack is like a little too good. He's going to respond correctly. Yeah. To your to your raise, and he's a little. Um, it's like problematic, basically, right? Like. Like he's going to respond just right, and but 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 Ace Jack is a good enough hand that we can flat and absolutely win a lot of chips off Joe yeah. Schmo. Yeah, and that goes actually more for the pseudo connector type hands, which is like mm. hands that I need to be playing against these bad players to maximize my value. And three betting it feels weird. Small against. blind is such a shitty place to call from. Yeah, it's, it's the worst possible spot. It man. is. It is, but I'm much more. I'm inclined to fold a lot of hands from the small blind. You're just folding so bad. eight nine suited when Joe Schmo opens, and you have thirty five blinds in the small blind. And the big blind is not a super squeezer type. Uh, I am folding it at least some of the time. I think it really depends what I think about how, how Joe Schmoey Joe Schmo is. <laughs> okay. I think the more competent they are, the more likely. Like if they're going to do like a lot of checkbacks on the flop when they because they, when an ace comes because they're afraid, you know, something fine. But if they're going to actually, you know, be relatively reasonable post flop and put a little pressure on me in the right spots, you know, anything like that at all. I think it's really hard to to make money playing that hand there. I think you probably make more money just by throwing it away, or you lose you lose less money. Yeah, you can't say. make money by throwing it away. Well, you can make money by laddering up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're too tight in suited connector spots pre flop and like every tournament spot that we talk well, about. Well, I think you're too loose. So yeah. there you go. So fuck you. Yeah, I think I think as it's going to be interesting to see as we go forward in poker as we like learn more about all these spots, um, who's right basically because we don't know the answer, right? And we're never going to actually know the answer because it continually evolves and people Sh- change their opinions. No, but like we may get some like clearer, some clear stuff at some point. Where we're like, oh, well, like some things are really obvious to us now that weren't necessarily obvious to us 10 years ago. Right. And like things like this might become more obvious. What is, what's an example of that? Well, I was really hoping you weren't going to ask. Yeah, that. I kind of <laughs> thought you were. <laughs> I mean, we play really different than we used to. Right. OK. Um, opening like three X late in a tournament, which, you know, 10 years ago was super standard. It's and not like super clear that that's not something you should do. That is absolutely true. And in, in fact, it's your point of opinions and all that, like whatever we decide two years from now, doesn't mean we're going to feel that yeah. way 15 years from now. And doesn't mean that's right either. Right. Of course. All we'll know is basically what do the solvers think? What do the computers think about it? And what do we think about and what is normal, like big time poker elite players think about it? That's sort of the only and neither of those may actually be useful or practical in the kinds of spots we're going to be in. Right. So cool. So I mean, I, it, see, this is where like having like playing online and having like hold the manager is really useful, you know, where um, so you play and you, you play all that. You can actually pop into it like, OK, in all my game, all my tournaments, pseudo connector calls from the small blind when we're 35 blinds. Effective or less. Oh yeah, like between how does that our, do chip wise. Yeah, twenty five to forty. Like, how am I doing? And like, am I making? Am I winning chips or am I losing chips? Like, you yeah. can see that. Like, that would be the because then it also is like, how do you play these hands? Right. Like, that's helpful too. Um, not just like how does anyone play the hands? Yeah. Like that's actually how you do it. Right. Yeah, that no, no, that would be useful. But we don't really have online poker anymore, so it's harder to do. No, and we never really will. I don't think. But because... I remember, man, the old days of hold manager was amazing. I remember I used to like, I was playing limit hold them online. Um, and doing well and making good money and all that. But I remember like, this is the early days, like 2005, 2004. So like, but like, I remember being like, okay, so calling with overcards on the flop, 
like um, not as the preflop raiser, not when I've already put money in, you know, on the flop, like just check calling or something like that. Like, how do I do? And I learned that I lost money doing that. Now, of course, there's, some of our cards are different than others, of course. Yeah. But that shocked me. Just like, oh, I can't just like blanket call with Queen Jack for one small bet on the flop. I can't just check call. Like, no matter what the board is, that's if it's under a jack. Nope. Turns out you lose money doing that. Or, you know, this is over like thousands of hands. Yeah. It's like, really? I was like, oh, I make more money just throwing it away. How about that? Obviously, there's back doors to take into consideration and so on and so forth. Um, but still, that was really surprising to me. So, like, it, that was a useful tool. The end. Well, they don't grind a flat ace jack <laughs> in the small blind. Okay. Um, I think. I would I would lean towards a three bet, but I understand why he wants to flat. Mm-hmm. He wants to actually play the hand. Yeah. Instead of just like, this could be anything. This right. is any ace, basically. Yeah, now. it is. The jack's not a significant blocker. Unless he's going with it against uh, against Igor because yeah. Igor's four betting late, which, you know, I might actually, if I was going to three bet this hand, I probably would call off against Igor for 33 blinds. Yeah, so crappy. And e- I know. anything is crappy. Ace jack is a shitty hand. Like ace jack offsuit is just yeah. a shitty hand. Yeah, it's, it's nice in the big blind. It's a lot yeah. better in the big blind. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Let's continue to the nitrogen train. Where the to nitrogen train. The nitrogen train. train where the captain is currently looking for your ticket. Did you pay your fare, buddy? That's, that's not the captain who looks for the ticket. It is on the it's, nitrogen train. It's the train. conductor. The conducting captain. It's the engineer. It's okay, the conductor. the conductor is walking through and you're getting a little nervous. Yeah. Because I don't know if you paid, I've been I've been in that situation in my life. I'll just say that. It yeah. does not feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you if you don't use the link in the description. You get kicked off the nitrogen train, and it's That's, high up there, and it's they just kick you right off, you know? Yeah, they don't wait around. Yeah, because you you got to use the link in the description. When you sign up for nitrogen to get access to our exclusive Poker Guys stuff, what you're going to want to do. You know what they have at nitrogen, which I love? Internet. Bitcoin justice. Bitcoin justice. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. That's like kicking someone off the train right away. It's Bitcoin justice for you, baby. Okay. It's fast. It's cheap. <laughs> it's... Great. <laughs> okay. Bitcoin justice, baby. Everything you said makes tons of sense. <laughs> anyway, That's a new slogan. Nitrogen has poker. It has sports gaming. It has other stuff. So get on there. Get you some poker. Get you some other fun. Use the link in the description. Play the tournaments. Well, pretty do. You meet the the sheriff of nitrogen, and he might, if you're lucky, get to an accent. Bitcoin justice on you. All right. So back to the hand. <laughs> Negranu calls. The big blind ends up folding, yeah. which is a nice result for Negranu. The pot is 1.9 million now. Igor has jack eight of clubs in the cutoff. Negranu has ace jack off in the small blind. Negranu started the hand as the effective stack with 10 million. The flop is, oh, geez, one of the cards. Eight, nine, something, yeah, two spades. Eight of spades, nine of spades. Baby. Three of diamonds. No, okay. eight of spades, eight of diamonds, three of diamonds, nine of spades. There okay. it is, two diamonds. Negranu has the jack of diamonds. Kurganov has two clubs. Mm-hmm. So Kurganov flops middle pair. Yeah. Negranu flops nothing. Sure. Uh, it goes check, check. Mm-hmm. This seems standard in 2015 and not in 2019. I kind of agree. Like, like you would think Kurganov would bet this a lot. Right. In tw- 2015, everybody was checking back middle pair when they had the opportunity to. But now it's like, uh, especially in this spot, like Negrano's got a lot of medium pocket pairs and stuff like that, you would think. Yeah. Like two sevens and stuff and like that. He's got lots of gut shots and open enders yeah. that you want to charge. Queen Jack suited, yeah. Jack 10 suited, stuff like that. And um, we can get value from a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't hate the 2015 thought process of like, I get to control the pot and like always call the turn and it's easy. easy. It's very easy to play the hand this way. It is. It sort of turns your hand face up a little bit. Well, although, not, although to, not in this board, not in this board. And not if you're Igor Kurganov, because right. you're checking back a bunch of different stuff that isn't just middle pair if you're Igor yeah. Kurganov. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, I think a check here is fine. It's a board-based check, right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because there's you would think that you get value by betting this too, especially yeah. 33 blinds deep or 30 blinds deep or whatever it is at this point. Yep. Anyway, but check seems okay. Yeah, seems fine. Yeah. Turn is the five of hearts. So six, seven gets there. Mm-hmm. Five, five gets there. Yeah. Stuff like that. 8-5 offsuit gets there. The Granu decides to turn his ace high into a bluff here or just protect his equity. I think he's like, he assumes he's going to be check folding a lot. And so instead he gets to bet and hope it works the other way. What do you think about the sizing? He bets 850 into 1.9. I feel like he doesn't have to go that big. Well, Kurganov often has a showdownable hand here, right? Which is making me question the bet at all. Well, you have to be going two streets. Negrano has the jack of diamonds. Maybe he feels like he can barrel any diamond on the river. Maybe. Um, I mean, is this bet mostly designed just to fold out ace-king and ace-queen by the river? And maybe some small pocket pairs? Maybe. But Kroganov's going to bet those a lot, right? Those, those often fit into the bet part of this uh, equation, not check back. Although he might be checking back that, too. Yeah, he Kroganov. might. Um, I don't really know why Daniel's betting this. This feels like a pretty easy check call, actually. Yeah. Um, unless Prokhorov bets big and we can check fold. Yeah. Um, He's just trying to deny equity, but like that assumes that Kurganov is doing a completely board-based check where he's checking back with like no showdown value, like King Jack. I mean, hands the, like that. The Jack of Diamonds is kind of a cool blocker in that you're blocking Jack Ten and Diamonds, and so like if a Diamond comes or something that completes Jack Ten, you can rep either one a little bit. Sure, but. That's all. I mean, whatever. There's a lot of other cards in the deck, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, like, he can have and can come out and whatever. I think the run is trying to get ace-king or ace-queen to fold or just deny equity to a weirdly played king or queen high, mm-hmm. which I don't know if queen highs can fold because they're going to have a no. gut shot. Queen high is calling, They'll, at least. Yeah, king high might fold, I guess, if they decided yeah. to check back the flop. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess Daniel is trying to get um, ace-queen to fold at some point, right? Or ace-king to fold? Yeah. I don't know, because otherwise it feels like Kurganov's not folding a pocket pair on the turn. Like it's, I mean, two streets, two streets is going to get a lot of things to yeah, fold. I mean, so it, as long as you're willing to fire twice, it, this is fine. Yeah, that's probably what the plan is. Yeah, Kurganov, of course, calls. Oh my he god, he has no other option with his eight here. Super easy. Again, Negranu has ace jack offsuit. Kurganov has jack eight of clubs. We've got a board of eight nine three with two diamonds, and the turn was five of hearts. Yeah. So Kurganov has a pair of eights, and in in the lead has called. Pot's now three point six million. He's so far ahead. Yes, he is. That's correct. <laughs> the river is not a super comfortable one for Kurgs. The, the Kurg? Qu- the Kurginator. It's the queen of hearts. Mm-hmm. So Jack-10 gets there. Yeah. And I guess if Negranu had some... I don't know if there's any way he has two pair. Like, he's not flatting queen-8. Nope. Maybe queen-9 suited? Come on. No, not with 33 blinds in the small blind. Probably not. That sounds crazy. Probably not. And Negranu decides to go for it. Yeah. The queen, oh, that's fine. The queen's not an amazing card for Negranu in case Kurganov did have ace-queen. No, it's definitely not going to work against ace-queen. We're getting called by ace-queen. <laughs> yeah. we know, but we can fold out ace-jack. We can fold out ace-king. We can fold out um, like medium one pair of hands. That like sixes? Sixes and eight might fold sometimes. Sixes or sevens, though, are like really good hands to target, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Negranu goes for... Jack-10 gets uh, there, and we have a jack as Negranu. That's yeah, good. That is nice. 
He bets 2.1 million. Yeah. I think I like that he's continuing the bluff. I think he's supposed to do this. 2.1 into 3.6. 3.6. Okay. Negreanu, can he really have 6-7 suited here? I don't know if he can. He maybe can. I don't know. But maybe. He has ace jack off. He can have he jack can 10 have suited for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he can have the nuts. Jack 10 suited makes tons of sense. Yep. So Igor goes into the tank. What should he be thinking about? Of course, he should be thinking about what is the value and what are the bluffs. Yeah, that's and what is the price? Right. So the value is Jack 10 suited seems like the most obvious thing. Yep. And what's nice for Igor is that he blocks that. So there's only three combos of Jack 10 suited remaining that Negreanu could have because we are assuming Negreanu does not have Jack 10 offsuit. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable, right? Yeah. Um, so Jack 10 is an is the obvious value. There are other, there's some other pretty obvious Six, value. seven suited if Negreanu has it. If he can have it. But he can certainly have some queens, like some suited queens and stuff like that. You could have king, queen suited, queen, jack suited. Queen 10 suited. Queen 10 suited. Those all make sense. I imagine he flats those if he flats ace jack. He bets the turn, yeah. and then he bets the river now with top pair because why not? Yeah. I don't know if he sizes like this, but maybe he does. He's definitely betting the river with king, queen, right? I assume he's betting with queen, 10 also, but I don't know if, again, maybe he sizes a little smaller with queen, 10. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, he's be- I think he's betting a queen on the river, though. So there's another, that's another eight combos, three of the king, queen, and the queen, 10, and two of the queen, jack, from Kurganov's perspective. Okay, good. Uh, sets. There's yep. some sets for sure. Yep. I mean, if he's calling ace jack, he's calling some pocket pairs here. He's so got nines. So nines. Nines might be a three bet. I mean, yeah, but I would have thought ace jack is often a three bet too. So nines maybe, is a lot more comfortable to go with an ace let, jack. I, let's think. A, I agree, but let's assume he can um, have at least a little bit of nines here. Maybe not okay. all of them. Nines. Eights, one combo nines, one combo eights. Threes. Do we really think he's calling threes in a small blind with 33 blinds? All right, we can remove threes. Yeah. And you mean three combos of nines, right? No, I was saying he isn't playing all his nines like this. Oh, so okay. I was giving him one combo. Fives? Maybe we can give him all the combos of fives? Or do you think he's folding that? I mean, I don't know if he's playing any pocket pairs like this, really. He's playing ace-jack like this. He's playing pocket pairs like this, probably, too. Okay. But he, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, also, he maybe he thinks he can call some small pocket pairs because the big blind's going to call a lot, also. Gives him a better immediate price mm-hmm. um, and a little more implied odds. Some extra money that can go in from another player. Yeah. All right, maybe. So maybe you can have all the small sets. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, he just has hands that are taking shots because Igor checked back the flop. How Do we know how big the stack of the big blind is? No. Okay, because that, that might matter a little bit. You know, like if the guy has like a shove stack, like 30 blinds or less. Um, um, it is Brandon, I, I think, it's Brandon Adams, yeah. and he has 30 blinds. Okay, so... That, so Negrano maybe can have some big hands here, too. Yeah, maybe he could have aces and He can have queens. Kings he can have top queens. set, yeah. even. Um, yeah, maybe he can. Yeah. Hmm. It makes me like the ace-jack call a little less, that Brandon Adams might has, has like a nice squeeze stack spot, and I don't know if we can... Are we really calling off with ace-jack? Maybe jack? we are. If we're calling with ace-jack, then yeah. it's fine. But otherwise, I don't like it as much. Anyway. Um, All right, so what are the potential bluffs here? Because, I mean, like... I know these hands seem weird to flat that we're talking about, but he has flatting range. Yeah, clearly. So I guess he's got ace-jack. Apparently ace-jack. He's got king-jack suited at least. Yep. Um, he's got... What are, What else is there? That's really a bluff at this point. It's not like a lot of hands. 
Like Ace X. I mean, it's, Ace- apparently it's everything that isn't a pair that he has in like, his hand is a potential bluff because Ace Jack doesn't isn't like he had any draws. Right. But does he have like Ace Four suited? Right. Because at least on the river he blocks the nuts. Maybe that makes it easier for him to bet again. Yeah. Also preflop. Does he have Ace Four suited? Right. No. I don't believe he does. You would have said no to Ace Jack off though. But I say even stronger to Ace Four. Okay. Because you can't call a squeeze. You can't consider calling a squeeze. That is just a really bad hand to flat within the small blind, 33 blinds deep, I think. Ace four suited. Okay. So it's basically just like ace 10, ace jack, king jack suited. King 10 king suited. King 10 suited. Um, That's about it. Could he be turning a small pair into a bluff when he gets called on the turn? It seems weird to do that. He might be ahead. Yeah, it does seem weird. Like if he has two sevens, I'm wondering, can he? He blocks six, seven? I don't know. That's weird. Seems unlikely. Yeah. So there's there's not a ton of bluffs here. There's not really a ton that yeah. makes sense. But Igor does block the nuts, which helps. Well, Igor, you know, could have... Like, we're talking basically about, like, what should Igor be thinking about, right? That was how we started this. We're yeah. doing. So another thing Igor could be thinking about is, what's the best option here? And it doesn't just have to be call or fold. Like, raise is also an option. He, as you said, he blocks the nuts, too. And he might be able to get Negrano off of a hand that he's currently losing to. Such as... Any queen, um, yeah. a nine. Nagarno, do you think he's betting a nine on the river? 2.1 million into 3.6? Seems really unlikely. It does seem unlikely, actually. You're right. Okay, I can't, can't go with a nine there. Um, is Nagarno going to fold two pair if we raise here? Maybe. No. Maybe. We block that, you know, the nuts I'm going to go there. with no. Jack 10. We can have Jack 10. We didn't bet the flop. It feels weird. We're checking all, all flops. I know, but maybe Negreanu doesn't. I mean, like, I feel like Negreanu's calling two pair. I think so, too. No, Negreanu's going to use distribution and call. Yeah. You're right. Um, so I don't think we should raise it. So we're it. just trying to fold. So all we're really folding out is a queen? Yeah, if we fold out a queen, by the way. What? It, yeah. I mean, Negreanu could have kings or aces, but that sort of plays the same as a queen anyway. And I don't know if he's folding those either. I think it's a okay. binary decision. Of yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Fold. Now that we've talked about it, I agree. He's not going to raise. Yeah. So he takes a solid two and a half minutes, which is a big deal because they have, this is a time extension yeah. uh, uh, tournament, a, a clock tournament. So I think he, uh, he ultimately does call. Yeah. And I think it's because he has a jack in his hand. I mean, there's reasons to call. One of them is his jack. Two, he's definitely underrepped his hand. Even with jack yeah. eight, it's a bit underrepped. A little bit. A little bit. It's not great when Daniel bets again. But as we see, Daniel can show up with apparently just a weird variety of stuff that doesn't and, have to make there, any sense. There are missed diamonds, so that's like a possible. Yep. I mean, it's hard to think of the combos that he has that are two diamonds. But I mean, ace jack of diamonds, I guess. Yeah. Ace ten of diamonds. King ten of diamonds. Right. The thing is, like, we might talk ourselves into: Does Daniel feel like? Does Daniel actually need to bluff a hand like ace jack? Yeah. Like, which is a fair question, which we didn't even talk about. Like, Daniel might be ahead. No. No. Igor can't have ace 10, check back, call the turn. Okay. He can have ace 10. Yes. Maybe. Ace 7 suited. Can't have that. I suppose he could. Ace 10 is much more likely than ace 7. I'll give you that for all the reasons, not just because there's more combos. It's more likely to actually call the turn. Yeah. <laughs> ace 10, I think he, I think ace 10 is one hand anyway, but th- there's probably isn't very much. I'll give you that. Um, I think Negrano should be bluffing this. If he's going to, yeah, as opposed to like, yeah, check to hope and hope yeah. to win kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think this is a really close one because 
there is still, there are plenty of value combos, especially if you give Negreanu pocket pairs preflop. And then, by the way, we didn't talk about potential two pair hands that he could have. I mean, there's really just one eight nine suited. Mm-hmm. If we're not giving him queen nine suited, but eight right. nine suited should fall in there. Okay, so that's two more combos, along with sets and. Six seven suited and Jack ten suited. If he can have those things, if right. he can have six seven suited and eight nine suited, but sure, yeah. So maybe maybe Igor doesn't believe Daniel can have those things. Yeah, if you don't believe he can have all those things, boy, then it's a much easier call, right? Yeah, but then what does he have? That's a bluff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't give him Ace Jack if you don't give him those hands. Now I'm I'm like I hope he's turning two sixes into a bluff. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't know. This is a super or, or it's a merge with two sixes basically. This is a super close one. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Should Daniel be bluffing here? Should Daniel... I don't mean like, should Daniel check and hope to win? We think the answer to that is no. I agree with you. But should Daniel even be taking another shot here with ace-jack? Or should he just be giving up sometimes? I mean, no, this is going to be expensive to him to like if this doesn't work. And he has more queens than Kurganov because he can have anything. Uh, right. Kurganov only has like... Ace-queen, maybe. Maybe queen-jack and queen-ten. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Right. And probably queen eight and queen nine suited. Oh, yeah. That's not good, but fair enough. So, wait, we said Daniel has more queens? I think he does. What are the queens Daniel has that are more? He's got king, queen, and Igor doesn't have that one. <laughs> but queen yeah. nine and queen eight. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, I think I think Daniel should be taking a shot. I mean, sixes, deuces, fours, sevens, an eight, even a nine are hands that would we'll consider folding here. Yep, and they're all hands that Igor could have. Do we really think a nine is going to fold after it checks the flop? I don't know. Not very often. Yeah, maybe not. An eight, an eight, you might be able to get to fold. Igor takes two and a half minutes before he calls. Yeah, so he's at least thinking pretty hard. I don't know. I feel like these are all very, very close decisions. Yeah, this is super tough. So I don't know. I think if you're Igor, you can just rely on. Well, I checked back the flop with a purpose. Yeah. So the whole point was to give Daniel a chance, right? So I guess I call, even though... Yeah. You're also trying to give yourself a chance, though, right? Like, and I think I think it is kind of good recognition by Daniel that ace-jack is just not good enough to try to take the showdown on mm-hmm. the river. I think that's probably good recognition. You would have done better if he three-bet it. I think so. More profitable. See, we were arguing about what's more profitable. I can tell you now, as Daniel loses almost his entire stack here, that uh, it would have been more profitable. Just he did not lose almost his entire stack. Three-bet and win the pot. He lost, he lost 40% of his stack. Oh, yeah. That's not most of your stack, apparently, now. Wow. Wow. Not according to me. Okay, math. thought police. That's me. Group think boy. 1984 up in here. I don't know where you're going with We're this. calling you BB. Anyway, Negreanu goes on to get second anyway. That's big brother. Um, yeah, he gets second anyway. And by the way, he actually, um, when he gets heads up with Tilston, and uh, they play a long heads up, and he gets the chip lead multiple times and uh, does not win. Well, he's still pretty probably pr- probably pretty happy with a one point seven million dollar payout. Yeah, he ended up uh, doing very well for the World Series because of this one event. Yeah, yeah, that's how tournaments work, man. That's Bitcoin justice right there, bro. Bitcoin justice. You got yourself some Bitcoin justice. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it. Home.